Hey, this is Kylie. Thank you so much for taking the time today to listen to episode five of the Birthworker podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to teach you the foundation of attracting the perfect audience for your offers, whether that means more in-person doula clients, more ebook buyers, or more online birth course students. You already know that I have all of those offers in my own doula business. So everything from in-person birth support to virtual coaching and online courses. And in this episode, I'm breaking down five very specific things that you can start doing in your business right now to help you grow your audience like crazy in order to get more eyes on your stuff and ultimately more cash in your bank account. And most importantly, more lives impacted in the best way possible. Today, I'm going to help you finally understand what type of free content you should be creating, how often you need to create it, which content is better than others, which is the easiest to create, which is going to give you the most bang for your buck, and which type of content you might want to avoid altogether. And lastly, I'm going to introduce you to a tool that I use every single day in my business to make all of this content creation stuff so much easier. So stick around because this is all you need to know all in one episode. And hey, if you are already subscribed to the show, thank you so much. You are so incredible. I appreciate you so much. And if this is your first time listening, Hey, guess what? I want to send you some free birth worker merch. That's right. Every single person that rates and reviews this show gets free birth worker merch sent straight to your door. And if you're listening to this on the day that it actually comes out, which is July 13th, 2022, that means that it is officially launch day. The Birthworker podcast is officially available to the public, and that means we are doing some extra special giveaways this week only. So anyone who rates and reviews the show this week gets entered to win $100, and then every day for the next week, I'm going to be choosing one amazing birthworker to win. As of right now, you actually have a one in four chance of winning $100. So take 90 seconds, go rate and review the show within the next week. Take a screenshot, upload it to birthworker.com slash review, and then keep an eye on your mailbox because the mailman might just bring you $100. And if you're listening to this months or years after July 13th, 2022, Don't worry, because literally everyone who reviews the podcast gets some free goodies shipped straight to your door. So submit your review at birthworker.com slash review, and I will package up your goodie bag and send it out your way totally for free. Think of it as my gift to you for being here and for loving the show. All right, cue the music. Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. This podcast episode was inspired by what I am actually doing this very week with the students inside Birthworker Academy. And we are talking about how to show up online and give value online for free in a way that actually turns strangers on social media or strangers on the internet into clients, into students, and into raving fans. So essentially, how to show up online in a very specific way so that you rise above all of the other noise out there. So here it is. I'm not even going to make you wait till the end of the episode today. The secret to standing out compared to the other gajillion other doulas online is to create long-form original content on a weekly basis. When you create original long-form content and release it at the same time on the same day, week after week, you are building what we like to call a no like, and trust factor with your community. And this is what's going to set you apart from 99% of the other doulas out there. Creating content on a weekly basis is going to help your audience get to know you on a much deeper level. 
This is how you're going to become the go-to source for information and the go-to source for inspiration. And throughout this entire episode, when I am talking about weekly content or original weekly content, I don't mean creating posts on social media. So I'm not talking about Instagram posts or Facebook or TikTok. No, the content that we are talking about here is long form content. It's longer than the 2000 characters that Instagram gives you. It's longer than the 90 seconds that you have to make a TikTok or to make a reel. And the reason that you need to be making longer content on a consistent basis is that this is where you are going to be nurturing your audience. This is where you're going to build a true relationship with them. Now, simply creating posts on Instagram, that is peanuts compared to the longer content that we're going to be talking about today. Simply creating posts on Instagram is like meeting someone on Tinder and just messaging them like within the Tinder app and never even giving them your phone number, just messaging them within the Tinder app. We want to move beyond that. We want you to invite your audience on a long walk on the beach at sunset with the sun setting over the water and maybe like a double rainbow and the dolphins coming up and splashing in the water. That's where we want to get you with your audience. If you want to rise above 99% of the other birth workers out there, you need to be doing what 99% of the other birth workers out there aren't doing. It's as plain as that. Most doulas out there are never moving beyond DMing inside the Tinder app. But you, with your long-form content, you're going to be building a relationship with your audience and nurturing that relationship and that friendship You're showing up consistently for your audience, which means they're going to show up for you too. Now, another reason that you need to make original weekly content is because it will finally allow you to jump off that hamster wheel of creating content for social media with no intention, feeling like you always need to come up with new ideas and then always wondering like, what am I even getting out of this? I have been there. We want to get you off that hamster wheel. And what we're going to talk about today is what's going to get you off of that hamster wheel. The type of content that we are going to be talking about today is where you start to play the long game. So not only is this long form content, you know, more than the 200 characters that Instagram gives you more than the 90 seconds that you have to make a TikTok. So not only is it long form content, But it's content that lives on way longer than any Instagram post ever will. So it's also long-lasting content. Now think about this. 99% of the time, social media content is a one-and-done type of thing. Like people see it as soon as it's posted or maybe within like 24 hours or 48 hours. And then after those few days, they literally never see it again. 99% of the time, that's what's happening with your posts on social media. No one is going to find you on social media and scroll through all your old posts and read every word of every old caption. It just doesn't typically happen that way. Social media is a in the present moment thing, one and done, mindless scrolling. That's the kind of thing. And that's how we spend our time on social media. But the content that we are going to be talking about today in this episode lives on forever. And how does it live on forever? Because it doesn't live on social media. It lives on your website, which means that it can be found through Google searches. When was the last time that you stopped to consider, wait a second, my social media posts aren't showing up in Google searches. Like if someone types into Google, home birth doula in Austin, Texas, or home birth doula in Fort Myers, Florida. Your 500 Instagram posts that you spent so long making are not going to pop up for someone in Google, but your original weekly content will. And that's what we're talking about today. Okay, so there are three best ways to create original weekly content, and then two additional things that we're going to talk about at the very end of this episode. But for right now, we're going to talk about the big three, which are writing a blog, recording a podcast, or starting a video show. And I want to use this podcast episode to dive into the pros and the cons of each of these three different choices to really help you decide which one 
you want to use as your platform for creating your original weekly content for your potential clients and your potential students. So whatever platform you actually end up choosing, it's going to actually depend on several things. Like how much time do you have to dedicate to it? What is the content that you actually want to deliver? What type of content do you like creating? For instance, are you a writer or do you prefer doing like off the cuff video? Do you need to make really long detailed scripts in order to feel comfortable speaking? Maybe you really like to interview other people, but also it really matters where your audience is spending their time and like, how does your audience prefer to consume content? Something that you can do is you can actually throw up a poll in your Instagram stories and just ask your followers like, hey, where, where do you spend the most time? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you watch YouTube videos? Or are you reading blogs? There you go. You're going to have your answer in 24 hours after that uh, Instagram story, after everyone gives their answer on your Instagram story. Now, if you do not have a social media following at all, then you're not gonna get any answers in your Instagram story, of course. So maybe you're just starting from scratch, which by the way, that's what I did less than two years ago. I just have to remind you that I didn't start my social media accounts until less than two years ago. So maybe you are also just starting from scratch. So maybe instead you can actually put a poll in a Facebook group. Maybe there's a mom group you're in or something like that. Just put up a poll and say, hey, where do you spend the most of your time? Are you reading blogs? Are you listening to podcasts? Or are you watching YouTube videos? And you are going to see very quickly where your audience is spending time. But just make sure that you're asking your ideal client, right? You don't want to ask your aunt and uncle. You don't want to ask your little brothers where they're spending time online, of course, right? You want to ask people who are going to eventually become your clients. So I would put it in my Instagram stories, or maybe I would put it in a Facebook group that's geared towards pregnancy or even like the local moms group on Facebook and just start to see like where are people actually consuming content on a regular basis. But I do have to say, even though you do want to survey your audience and even though you do want to take that into account, you have to choose the platform that feels in alignment to you. What kind of content do you like creating? What kind of time investment do you have? What kind of financial investment are you willing to make? Because we'll talk about how blogging, podcasting, and creating a video show, they all have very different time commitments and they all have very different financial barriers to entry. Okay, so now before we talk about the pros and cons of each platform, I really just want to encourage you to choose one platform. Just choose one and stick with it. And please listen to me when I say this, because I believe that there is zero chance that you can create content for multiple platforms when you are still just a one-woman show. I think there is zero chance. So please just choose one, unless you have a team behind you right? Unless you have a team of employees and contractors or other people that are there to help you. Unless you have those people, there is zero chance that you're going to succeed at multiple platforms right now. And I know this from personal experience. I'm not just saying this, I'm not just guessing, but as I am actually recording this, I have a team of three people and we still drop the ball in some places. So if you're thinking, Kylie, I really want to create a podcast and a blog or I really wanna go live on Facebook every week and I also wanna create a YouTube channel. If you're thinking that, I love the enthusiasm. I really, really love the enthusiasm, but I just want you to start with one. Nail down your systems and nail down your processes for just one right now and then commit to it, rain or shine, and then potentially like six months down the road, maybe a year from now, if you are saying to yourself, wow, this is actually like really easy. Like it's really easy to create this content every single week and I'm loving it and I want to expand. Maybe I even want to hire some contractors to help me. If that's where you are six months from now or a year from now, awesome. Then it is a great time to expand. But really, really focus on these next like six months to a year to nail down your systems, to nail down the step-by-step -step process and the workflow and to be consistent rain or shine. 
And then once you're consistent every single week for six months or more, then you can start thinking about expanding. So let's jump into everything you need to know in order to decide which type of weekly content you're going to create. So right now we're talking about either creating a blog, a podcast, or a video show, which is like essentially a YouTube channel. We're going to talk about what they are. We are going to talk about the pros and cons. And then we're also going to talk about who is absolutely killing it in the birth space right now using this kind of content. Now, the very first one that we're going to talk about is writing a blog. Writing a blog might be for you if you are a naturally gifted writer. Do you love writing? Do you prefer to communicate through writing than through verbal conversation or through interviews or video shows? If the answer is yes, that you are a great writer and that you love to do it, then honestly, a blog is probably the perfect fit for you. Blogs are a really good entry point into the world of content creation because honestly, they're they're really easy to produce, especially when we're comparing them to either a podcast or creating a video show. They are definitely the easiest to produce. Blogs also have a really low barrier to entry. So what that means is you don't need a lot of money to start one and you don't need a lot of extra skills in order to literally start writing a blog today. You don't need to go buy a microphone. You don't need to know how to edit video or edit audio. You just need to be able to write words on your phone or on your computer. And I'm pretty sure that you can do that already. (laughs) Something else that's really cool with a blog is that you can literally start today. And if you do want to start today, something that I would do is I would actually go back and look at your like top five social media posts Go back and see which five of your social media posts got the most engagement. So comments, likes, shares, all of that. And once you go find your best social media posts, expand those into blogs. Take them from the 2,000 character limit that Instagram has and turn them into a 2,000 word blog post. And since you already know that that specific topic is already getting traction with your communities, It's such a great way to start turning your short form social media content into longer form original weekly content because you already know that your people are interested in those ideas. How? Because those are the posts that are getting the most engagement, the most comments and likes and shares, all of that. So let's jump into the pros of blogging. And I already talked about a few of them, but the very first one is that it's very easy to start. You can start this week. Not today. You can't post a blog today because it's going to take a little bit of time to do your prep and to get your systems in order, but you can literally post your first blog by the beginning of next week. You don't have to buy any fancy gear. You don't have to teach yourself how to edit audio or video. You can just pick up your phone or pick up your computer and start writing. Another pro is that it actually helps your website get reached. Having a blog on your website helps your website get reached. And what I'm talking about here is in terms of SEO, so search engine optimization. And we're actually going to be talking about SEO a lot in this episode. So search engine optimization. If you are filling your website pages with the perfect keywords, aka what words and what phrases are people typing into Google when they are looking for someone like you? If you are filling your website pages with those keywords, that's going to help your website get reached. So when you are writing your blog post week after week, rain or shine, and you're putting it on your website every single week, you can just imagine the amount of keywords that are on your website. It is insane. Way more than if you just had social media content, right? Creating a blog and creating it weekly and being consistent is really going to help your website get reached. And why do we want our website to get reached? Because our website is where people are going to become invested in us. That's where they're going to get on our email list. That's where they're going to become students. That's where they're going to find our packages and hire us to become their doula or buy our placenta encapsulation package or whatever it is. That's why we want our website to get reached. Plus, the more traffic your website has, the more likely you're going to be able to reach people who live in your city. All the more reason to create a blog ASAP. 
Another way that having a blog will completely level up your doula business is that when you create a blog, you'll immediately establish yourself as an expert. Immediately. Just think about it. If a pregnant woman is looking at hiring one of two doulas, and let's say that doula A only posts on social media like every now and then, but doula B is consistent on social media, but also consistently writing a blog and providing high value content week after week. Who do you think is going to get hired? If everything else is equal, equal, who do you think is going to get hired? Doula B, of course. Doula B is going to be perceived as the higher value doula because of the value that she's providing for free through her blog every single week. All right, so those are a bunch of the benefits of choosing a blog as your platform for delivering your original weekly content. Now, if you wanna take a look at a blog and just see what it looks like, maybe it's been a long time since you've read a blog or maybe the only blogs you read are cooking blogs when you're actually searching for a recipe. I know that can feel so annoying when I Google a recipe, I click to a blog and then I can't even find the ingredients or the actual recipe. Um, Yeah, those blogs are a little bit much and that's not really related to what we're doing as birth workers, right? So you can actually head over to birthworker.com slash five, like the number five, because this is episode five. So birthworker.com slash five, and you can actually read the blog that we created for this podcast episode. So we turn all of our podcast episodes into blogs so we can double up on all of that search engine optimization goodness and so we can reach even more people. And to be honest, everything I've just said is basically it. Blogging is really that simple. And I might even say that blogging is actually pretty easy, especially when we're comparing it to podcasting or creating a video show. So if you love writing, if you are a photographer maybe and you want to show off your photography skills or maybe you want to show off your design skills on your website alongside some of your long-form content, aka writing, aka a blog, if that is you, then blogging is totally for you. And if you want to get started fast, If you have no desire to learn the editing skills needed for podcasting or the editing skills needed for creating video, then a blog is definitely going to be your best choice, hands down. All right, let's get into the pros and cons of creating a podcast now. Now, a lot of people argue that podcasts are better than blogs because they can be consumed a whole lot easier by your audience. What does that mean? It can be consumed easier by our audience. Okay, think about this. If people are reading a blog, they literally have to be on their phone, on their phone or on their computer, sitting there reading the blog. They have to be physically reading it with their eyes. That's how they consume a blog. But with a podcast, it is a lot easier to consume. You can put on the episode and you can listen to it while you're driving to work. You can listen to it in the shower or at the gym or while you're walking your dog, or while you're while you're cooking dinner, right? You might be doing one of those things right now as you're listening to this episode, like literally right this second. I always listen in the shower and when I'm driving, always. So with podcasts, your audience doesn't have to be sitting in front of a screen and reading something to soak up all of your wisdom. That's why it's easier for them to consume. But that's not the only reason why podcasting has a leg up on blogging. Podcasting also creates a much deeper connection between you and your audience because they're hearing your voice. They're hearing your personality. When they're reading a blog, they're just reading the words. And yes, like you can have really great copywriting and you can add personality into your words, but it's very different than when you're actually hearing somebody's voice. Podcasts are amazing too, because once your show is live on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all the other streaming platforms, those platforms actually automatically help you reach a larger audience. So they're going to be showing your show to new people on their platform every single day. And what that looks like is, let's say, let's say I'm listening to a podcast that I love. Underneath that podcast, it's going to say, hey, Kylie, because you loved this podcast, 
you might also like XYZ podcast. And they're going to show me that right below. They're introducing your show to new people and people who probably are going to like your show. So it is definitely going to help you reach a much larger audience. That doesn't happen on a blog. You don't go to my blog. Like you don't go to birthworker.com slash five, which is the blog post for this episode. You don't go there, read my blog. And then at the bottom, it's like, hey, if you like Kylie's blog, why don't you go check out someone else who has the exact same type of blog? No, that does not happen with blogs, but it does happen with podcasting, which is really, really cool. Now, I do have to be honest that podcasting does take up a lot of time and it it takes up a lot, it takes a lot more setup than starting a blog. But the pro is that once you have all of your gadgets, so once you buy the microphone and the editing software, and once you have your systems in place, to be honest, it's actually pretty easy. And I I promise I'm not just making that up. Like, (laughs) obviously I have a podcast, so I could be a little bit biased. I have a podcast. I love it. It's definitely my platform of choice. I will be honest about that. But you might not know this, that this isn't my first podcast. When I actually first became a doula, I started a birth story podcast for moms. And I ran that podcast for over a year. We did over over 45 episodes, and I actually retired that show so I could actually come start this one. So if you ever have looked at my account on Instagram or looked at my business, and if you ever ever said to yourself, gosh, how did she grow her business so fast? Ding, ding, ding. My last podcast definitely had something to do with it. I was putting out valuable content specifically curated for my ideal clients. And I was putting it out week after week, rain or shine. And the best part is, is that I actually have a lot of fun doing it. Okay, so let's actually go through the pros and cons of having a podcast. The very first pro that I wanna talk about is that you have a more personal connection between you and your audience because your listeners are actually hearing your voice. They actually get to hear your personality. They're putting a name to the voice and they're just getting to know you. And as you're creating that connection, which is essentially the whole core mission of this whole like creating content online thing and attracting clients online thing, the foundation is connection. And it's no secret that a podcast creates a better connection than a blog. It's pretty obvious. Also with podcasting, and we haven't talked about this yet, but with podcasting, people are more likely to consume the entire piece of content, especially when compared to blogs. With blogs, people tend to get distracted and they click away. If there's a pop-up or if they get a notification on their computer or if they get a text message on their phone, if anything distracts them, they're going to click away. Just like me, when I am searching for the the recipes online and I click something on Google and I go to a blog that has the recipe, the second there's a pop-up, I exit out. I'm like, oh no, this is too hard for me already. (laughs) So with blogs, people are going to get distracted. But with a podcast, typically what people do is they press play on their phone and they put their phone down and now they're just listening. So they're not getting distracted by their phone. They're not actually actively scrolling on their phone. Typically, they're not going to get distracted and just click away, which means that they're actually consuming your entire content and potentially binging your content because when one episode is done, the next one comes on and so on and so on their, their entire drive to work or the entire time they're showering or cooking dinner or whatever. And all of this is really important. We want people to consume our content. So if we can make sure that they're consuming the whole thing, Hell yeah, like that is awesome. And that's what podcasting does. Podcasts are also really easy to consume. And we talked about this, right? So your audience doesn't have to be sitting in front of their computer reading. They can be on a walk. They could be at the gym. They could be driving. They could be taking a shower. So there's a lot more opportunity to create that connection with someone. And also just like blogging, podcasting is going to immediately establish you as a leader in the birth community. 
Just think about it. If someone is looking for a doula in your town, or if someone is looking for an online birth course or a workshop, or just just a coach or whatever your services are, whatever you offer, if there are two doulas and one of them just posts on social, social media and the other doula posts consistently on social media, but also has a podcast, it is pretty clear which one has the better chance of making that lasting impression and getting hired by that client. I am serious when I say that this is going to be life-changing for you. It was for me. This is the gasoline on the fire that is going to take your business to the next level. And honestly, I'm not just talking about podcasting. Like I'm talking about original weekly content as a whole. Now with podcasting in particular, something else that's really cool is that you're actually going to be able to meet other experts and other podcasters in the industry that you're in. So whether you're in the pregnancy community or birth or postpartum or breastfeeding or whatever it is, you're going to be able to meet the other experts and the other podcasters. Again, whether it's birth or preconception or breastfeeding, whatever it is you do, whatever your niche is, you're going to be able to reach out to those people. You're going to be able to send them a DM on Instagram or send them an email and invite them to come be on your show. What an amazing way to network with other birth workers without having to leave your house, without having to leave your couch. It is such an amazing way to create that connection with other birth workers in the same niche as you. Now, I can go on forever about podcasting and how amazing podcasting is because honestly, the pros are like infinite. So here's just one more. Something that would be really cool, and this would be such a cool idea, especially if you really want to focus on serving your in-person clients, and if you really want to grow the in-person side of your doula business, you can actually have a podcast where you bring on other birth workers in your area and you interview them, or you bring them on to share their story. So you can gear your podcast to the moms that live in your very specific area, and you can invite on the home birth midwives and the obstetricians and the pelvic floor therapists and the the counselors and the lactation consultants and the yoga instructors and anyone who works in that perinatal space in your city, invite them onto your podcast to be a guest. This is something that I think when my daughter's a little bit older, she's two right now. So honestly, I'm still holding back a little bit on birth right now. I only support two births per month maximum. But when she's older or even when she like moves away to college or whatever, if I want to take it up a notch and if I want to serve five, six, seven, maybe 10 births per month in my area, this is 100% what I would do without a doubt. I would create a local podcast where I interview other local providers, 100%. I think it is a phenomenal idea and I honestly haven't seen that many people do it. So if you really want to grow a thriving in-person business, this is the exact thing that I would recommend that you do. Okay, I want to move on to the cons of creating a podcast because there are some, I won't lie. It's not all butterflies and rainbows. There are some cons. And the very first con is that it is more time-consuming than writing a blog. So just think about when you're writing a blog, you essentially just have to write it. You have to write it and edit it, but you could essentially write it and edit it as you're going. So you just have to do it one time. You just have to get through that that content one time. But when you're doing a podcast, you have to write the script or you have to write out all the bullet points. You have to actually record the podcast and then you have to go back and edit the podcast. So it can take like three times longer than just writing a blog. So it is definitely more time consuming. Also, it can be stressful to keep up with the demand of producing a podcast every single week. Blogging is easier because you can just pull out your phone and you can just start writing at any hour of the day. No big deal. Like you could do it while you're at your kid's soccer game or while you're bored at your day job just sitting in front of the computer. And I know a lot of my listeners are still just part-time doulas trying to make enough money so they can actually leave their regular day job that they absolutely hate. That was me when I first started too. So you can actually write a blog while you're sitting there. Blogging is so easy. You can do it whenever you want. But podcasting, 
not so much. So for podcasting, it's harder to actually find the time to record the episode because you can't just create it like 24 hours a day, right? You can't sit next to your crying baby and record your podcast. I guess I guess you always could, but to produce a high-quality show, you definitely shouldn't. You don't want your two-year-old screaming mommy, mommy and knocking on the door in the background. So you can't be recording it 24 hours a day. You have to set aside time to actually make the show happen, which can be actually a little bit stressful to keep up with it every single week, week after week. I am recording this episode like this right now as I'm speaking. It is 9 o'clock p.m. My daughter is asleep. But if my daughter wakes up, I actually have to hit pause, go take care of her, breastfeed her back to sleep, and then come back. I couldn't make this episode during the day today because she was around all day today and there was too much going on. The house was too loud, right? I hope that makes sense. You you can't do it all day. And also with podcasting, there is a startup cost. So all of the gadgets that you actually need to make to make the podcast the microphone, the microphone stand, the editing software, the podcast hosting platform, the transcription software, and all of that can definitely add up, especially if you're starting your business on a budget of zero, like I was. When I started my business, my budget was zero, and so uh, it can definitely add up. It can be a little bit hard. Now, The last con that I want to talk about is that there is a pretty steep learning curve. I'm not going to lie. You need to learn how to record, how to edit, how to upload your podcast, and it can feel really overwhelming at first. At least it did for me. And I actually consider myself extremely tech savvy. I can normally pick up new skills extremely fast, but podcasting was still very overwhelming for me at first. But now that I've done it and I created 50 plus episodes, now it's a piece of cake. And honestly, I'm just getting started. I see myself doing this for the next decade and I already find it so, so easy just after doing it for a little more than a year, maybe like a year and a half. So even if it is stressful for you at the beginning, please just hold on to the fact that there there is gonna be a learning curve But really soon, you're going to get to that plateau and it's going to be awesome. You are going to be a podcasting pro before you know it. Now, there are several people just absolutely killing it in the birth industry right now with their podcasts. So I want to give you some names in case you want to go look and see what people are doing and almost take some inspiration from them. So Caitlin has the Happy Home Birth podcast Caitlin. She's awesome. She's actually a good friend of mine. I love her so much. And her podcast, the Happy Home Birth Podcast, is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Caitlin used to be a doula. She was also a student midwife. And then she had hit this wall where she's like, hey, actually, like, I don't really want to be on call during this season of life. Let me figure out a way to still impact lives and still have a career in the birth community. And what she did is she came up with the Happy Home Birth Podcast. She is awesome. Also, the Evidence-Based Birth Podcast and the Free Birth Society Podcast and Taking Back Birth, which is a podcast by the Indie Birth Association. All of those podcasts are absolutely amazing. I've listened to damn near every single episode from all four podcasts I just listed, and they all have an incredible mission of making a lasting impact on the global birth community and changing the maternity care crisis and improving birth for everybody across the world. All right, let's jump into the third way to create original weekly content that attracts the perfect doula clients for years to come, and that is creating a video show. So creating a video show, which is like a a weekly vlog, like a video blog or a YouTube channel, it is by far the most time intensive way to create long form content every single week, but it does have the biggest payout. It is a really powerful way to create a connection with your audience because not only do they get to read your words, not only do they get to hear your voice, but they get to see your beautiful face. They get your personality, they get your energy, they get your passion, they get all of you. 
So the connection that you're creating with your audience, when you create a high value video show week after week, it's way higher than a podcast and double way higher than with just the blog. But I do have to warn you that in terms of the effort it takes to create a video show, which let's face, let's face it, when I say video show, essentially it means creating a YouTube channel. It takes a lot more time. It takes a lot more effort and even a lot more money than producing a blog or a podcast. It does. There's no way around it. But like I said before, it has a really huge payout. Something, I just learned this, but something like 80% of all content online is consumed in video format. 80% of content is consumed in video format. So video is definitely the content of the future. So if you see yourself doing this decades from now, I think eventually you're probably going to have a video show in some capacity, whether you're hosting that on your website or on YouTube or whatever it is. Maybe even TikTok will come out with like long form video options here in the near future. You never know. But I bet if you are doing this decades from now, you're going to have a video show. When you create a video show, you combine education, connection with your audience, entertainment, and your personality, and you can combine all of that into one hell of an amazing place for your future clients and future students to soak up your wisdom. Now, the pros of creating a YouTube channel are that you have a huge opportunity to grow a very large audience. YouTube specifically, just YouTube, has over 100 million daily visitors 100 million daily visitors to YouTube alone. So the audience is there. The people are there. Your future clients are there. They're on YouTube, which means that the opportunity to reach a large amount of people is there. It's on YouTube. Another pro that we already talked about is that when you create a YouTube channel, you have a really strong connection with the viewers. And really strong connection means that they feel like they know you. They feel like they can trust you. And when you can create a connection like that with strangers online, they're going to become your students. They are going to become your clients. And they're going to recommend you to their friends and their followers and their coworkers and their sisters and everybody they know. When you can create that kind of connection with strangers online where they feel like they know you, they feel like your best friends, they feel like they can trust you. Those are the people that are gonna become your students and clients. They're gonna tell everyone about you. Now, when it comes to the cons of creating a YouTube channel, the biggest one is time, in my opinion. It takes a lot of time. And maybe time is something that you have a lot of. Maybe, especially if you don't have kids, you're probably gonna have more free time to actually record and edit the videos. So maybe it's something that really sounds like a great idea to you. Another con of creating a video show or creating a YouTube channel is the cost. So the cost of equipment. So there's actually a very big cost that goes into creating a high quality YouTube show. And you might be thinking like, well, Kylie, does it, does it really need to be like high quality? Can I just do like a kind of a low quality show on the cheap as I'm starting? But here's the thing. It does need to be high quality. It does. If your audio is not high quality, people are going to click away. If your video is not high quality, people are going to click away. And it's almost one of those things where it's like, if your video show is going to be blurry and if the sound is going to be bad, then video is not the platform that you should choose. You should 100% go with a podcast or a blog unless you have the ability to create really high value content and high quality content. And With that comes the cost of the equipment. There's not really any way around that. Now, if you're hearing this and you're like, you know, Kylie, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to create a YouTube channel. Then I want you to go check out someone. Her name is Bridget Taylor. And Bridget's company is called Built to Birth. And her YouTube channel has almost half a million subscribers. 
as I'm recording this episode. It's probably more by the time you're listening to this episode. But go to YouTube, check out Bridget. You can type in Bridget Taylor. It's T-E-Y-L-E-R. And her company is called Built to Birth. And I actually know Bridget because I actually hired her to come teach a lesson inside the Birthworker Academy to all the, the students. So if you join us for the next cohort of Birthworker Academy, you're actually going to get to see behind the scenes into how she created such a successful video show and how it affected the rest of her business and her life and all of her doula clients. So go check her out, Bridget. She's amazing. I was so happy that she came into Birthworker Academy to teach because I secretly wanted to know all of her secrets too. Even though I don't have a YouTube show, I was like, Tell me your entire systems and processes. Show me how you do it. Give me all your secrets. And she definitely did. Now, those are the big three. Blogging, podcasting, creating a video show. Those are the three most impactful ways to create original long-form content online to attract the perfect doula clients and to attract the perfect students for your workshops or online courses or eBooks or whatever it else, whatever else it is you, you do. But you probably noticed that this episode is not called the three ways to attract the perfect doula clients. It is called the five ways to attract the perfect doula clients. So what about those two other ways that we have not talked about yet? All right, here's the thing. Yes, blogging, podcasting, and creating a video show is what will set you apart from 99% of the other doulas out there. Those are the three that you should focus on if you can. But if you feel like those three things are just huge tasks, and if you're thinking like, you know, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't have time. If that's you, I don't want to sit here and say, okay, sorry, like, sorry, you're just going to be like 99% of the other doulas and birth workers out there, you know, good luck. I can't help you. No, I didn't want to say that because there are actually two other ways that you can do this. There are two other things that you can do. And so we're going to talk about them. So if you do not see yourself blogging, podcasting, or creating a video show, I want to tell you about the two other ways that you can actually get in front of your audience every single week to help you become that go-to leader in the birth community. Because like I said at the beginning, 99% of doulas are just showing up on social media. And to be honest, I would actually say that like 50% of doulas are not even showing up on social media. And, and that's totally fine. Like we all have our own ways to network and to find clients and some people don't even want to do birth work full time. Some people are just a doula for fun and they don't want to make it a career. And that's okay too. There's no right way to do it. But out of the other doulas that are showing up on social media, the majority of them are not creating this original long form content. So again, blogging, podcasting, creating a video show, those are the top three. But if you do not see yourself doing any of those, here are the other two things that you can do. One is that you can go live on social media every single week. That's gonna put you ahead of a lot of people out there. Or two, you could actually use email as your main piece of weekly content. And so let's go into both of those just a little bit, just like the pros and the cons of going live on social media every single week or using email every single week as your main piece of content. So going live on social media, the pros are that it requires nothing. It literally requires nothing from you except your phone, which I'm sure is in your pocket or in your hand like most of the day. Going live on social media requires nothing from you. You can pick up your phone literally right now, go over to Instagram, and you can click go live with zero preparation. It can be a live Instagram without even scripting anything, without creating a website, without creating bullet points, without recording a video, without editing, nothing. You can just go live literally right now. Another pro of going live on social media every week is that it's a really great way to connect your social media following 
to your offers. So to get them off of social media and onto your website, to get them on your email list, to get them to download your freebies or register for your class, whatever it is. And so what you can do is at the end of your Instagram live or your Facebook live, you can invite people to your website. You can invite them to click the link in your bio and to download your free resource. And voila, now they're on your email list, which is where you want them to be. Another pro of going live on social media is that you can actually invite guests to go live with you. And then you're getting in front of not only your audience, but their audience too. So that is a great reason to go live specifically on Instagram. Now, I do just have to clarify that if you plan to do a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube show, and if you plan to also go live on social media, oh my gosh, have at it. Like that is a phenomenal idea. There are no cons to that. But what we're talking about here is going live on social media as your original weekly content. So it might be something like every Wednesday night at 6 p.m., you go live for one hour every single week, week after week, rain or shine. That's what we're talking about here as original weekly content. So when I start to talk about the cons of going live on social media, I'm talking about the cons as if this is your original weekly content platform. If you're already creating a blog and you just want to sprinkle in like live Instagram, um, going live on Instagram or going live on social media, there are no cons to that. That's amazing. Go do that. But when we're talking about the cons of going live on social media as your original long form content, there are some cons. There are a couple. So the number one con is that your content will live on social media. It doesn't live on your website. It doesn't live somewhere else like like Spotify or YouTube. It only lives on social media. So what if something happens to your Instagram account? What if something happens and you lose all of your Instagram content? your long form content is gone. That's it. You can't get it back if you lose your Instagram. Me personally, if my Instagram account gets hacked, which honestly, like my personal account did get hacked this year, so this could happen. But if my Instagram account gets hacked, I wouldn't lose all of my content because guess what? My best content lives on my podcast. My best content lives on my blog, lives on my website. So I could lose my Instagram and I would probably cry. That would suck. (laughs) I make a lot of money from my Instagram. I find a lot of clients from my Instagram, but I wouldn't lose all of my content. Now, another con of using Instagram Live as your weekly long-form content is that it doesn't really have a long life. And remember when we talked about creating original weekly content, it's long-form content that plays the long game. So it's supposed to have a long life. People are supposed to find it years from now, but that's not true on social media. Even if you're going live on social media, it's not true that it lives on lives for a long time. If people are not watching it live, they're not gonna come back and watch it. <laughs> people don't go to social media to consume long form content. And we talked about this at the beginning a little bit, but social media is typically very quick consumption. People are looking for that dopamine hit. It's not typically used for someone to sit down and consume long-form content, to be educated, to learn something. That's not how people are using social media today. Another con is that for the most part, only your followers are going to see it. Unlike a blog that would show up in Google searches, unlike a podcast that people would find in their podcast app, unlike a YouTube channel, because YouTube is also like a search engine, just like Google. Google owns YouTube. I don't know if you guys knew that. Google owns YouTube, so it is a search engine. You're not gonna get any of the benefit of those things if your content just lives on social media. If you're only going live on social media, no one's gonna find it in a Google search. It's not going to show up on a podcast platform. No one's going to find it on YouTube. No one's going to find it. (laughs) Now, the last con is that social media is generally very distracting. So if someone gets a notification at all, they're gone. They're off to the next thing. If I get a text message or if someone sends me a DM or if someone comments on one of my posts, if I get a notification, 
I'm clicking away. I'm gone. Now, I know it probably seems that I'm just like hating on social media <laughs> um, or going hating on going live on social media, but I promise you that's not the case at all. Like all of these cons I'm giving you, all of the cons that I just listed, it's only when we're comparing going live on social media versus creating your original weekly content somewhere else on your website, on podcasts, on YouTube. Going live on social media as your weekly long-form content is still definitely a step ahead of not having any long-form content at all. But if you are in this to create a sustainable, long-term, full-time career, I would 100% recommend that you choose podcasting, blogging, or creating a video show. Now, the very last one that we're going to talk about is using email as your long-form content. And this might be a little bit confusing because no matter what, you should be sending weekly emails. Like even if you have a blog or a podcast, you should still be sending weekly emails. And I'll actually talk about what I do in my business. So it's it's not like hypothetical. I'll tell you what I do. And so I have a weekly podcast. I release that podcast every single week. So with the Birth Worker podcast, it's every single Wednesday in the morning while you're sleeping, like 3 a.m. Wednesday morning, I release the podcast. But also every single week, I send an email. And in that email I send, which comes out Wednesday in the afternoon, in that email, I tell a story and I invite people to click on my website to listen to my podcast. So essentially, my weekly emails are geared towards getting people to listen to my podcast, to click to my website and consume my content. They're not actually consuming my content in that email. Now, if you don't have a podcast and if you don't have a blog or a YouTube channel, you can choose to just send emails as your weekly original long-form content. And you can almost consider it like you're almost writing a blog, but instead of having that blog on your website, you're just sending it to people like in an email. You're just taking those words and sending them in an email. But here's the thing. It's not as good as hosting a blog on your actual website for several reasons. And we're going to get into that in just a second, but let's talk about the pros first. So there are a couple pros to sending these like long form emails. And number one is that you can start as soon as you have an email list. You don't need a microphone. You don't need anything fancy. You essentially just need your phone or your computer. You need to be able to send email, but that's it. That's all you need and you can get started. Another pro is that you can develop an amazing fan base that literally opens every single email you send. And if you have a bunch of people opening every single email you send every single week, week after week, by the time you have something to offer them or to sell to them, like a workshop or a coaching session or a new placenta encapsulation package or whatever it is, by the time you're actually asking them to purchase something, they love you, they trust you, and they're already opening your emails. That is a huge, huge, huge benefit to sending emails every single week and providing value. Also, the pro of using email as your weekly original content is that you have direct access to a very valuable space in their life, which is their phone and their inbox. If you're just posting on social media, or even if you're just posting on YouTube, or if you're just creating a blog, every time you post something like a new YouTube show or a new blog, it's not popping up on their phone like, hey, Kylie just released a new podcast or birthworker.com has a new blog. That's typically not happening. But the thing is that with email, 99% of people are getting a notification on their phone that says, hey, you just got an email from Kylie or hey, you just got an email from birthworker.com. That is a very, very valuable space to have. It's essentially like direct access to their life. Now, getting into the cons, one con is that you have to be a great copywriter. There's no way around that. You have to be a phenomenal storyteller. Otherwise, people are not going to read your emails. They're going to open the first couple of emails. They're going to get bored. They're going to unfollow and stop reading. 
you really don't have many chances to hook them in. Not like you would have if you have blogs or a podcast. People are more forgiving in on the other three ways, blogging, podcasting, and video show. But emails, if they get one email they don't like or one email that's boring, they're going to unfollow. They're going to stop reading. Another con and the biggest con, in my opinion, is that you're only ever reaching the people who are already subscribed to your email list. That is not good. (laughs) You'd have to grow your email list before you can even share your content. You're not growing your audience with your content. That is a huge con. Like that alone right there should make you say, okay, I'm actually going to do something more than just send a weekly email. If you have a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube channel, you can share that to the world. Anyone can see that. They can search Google and find it. They can search YouTube and find it. They can search on the podcast app and they can find it. If you're only sending emails to your list, someone has to be on your list first in order to read it. That sucks. That's not doing anything for you in terms of growing your your impact, in terms of growing your audience. And the last con that we're going to talk about, which is actually pretty huge, is that when you're only sending a weekly email, you're not actually doing anything to help get the juices flowing in terms of SEO, in terms of search engine optimization. Now, when you create weekly content and you put it on your website, like you do with a blog or even a podcast, you're telling Google that you have content that is worth consuming. And because of that, your website is going to start showing up in Google searches, in Google search results. That does not happen if you're just sending emails. So now the question is, which one are you going to actually pick? Are you going to do a blog, a podcast, or a video show? Or maybe you're going to just go live on social media once a week, or maybe you're just going to send your weekly emails. Whatever it is, Remember that I want you to choose from one of the top three. And if you're not going to do that, I gave you the other two ideas just to help you step it up a notch so you can have at least a little bit of an advantage over 99% of the other doulas out there. When you commit to creating quality, value-driven content designed specifically to improve the lives of your audience, You're committing to creating continued growth. You're committing to creating a loyal community. You're committing to creating a sustainable foundation to build your business on. You are building that know, like, and trust factor with your audience. But you don't just want your audience to know you and to like you. You want them to see you as the go-to leader in your very specific space, in your very specific niche. That's why you, as a birth worker in some capacity, because you're listening to this podcast, I assume you're a birth worker in some capacity, you're not going to be creating content about surfing or dog walking or home renovations or other things that you're not able to directly relate back to your niche. Make sense? We want to have a very clear path from our social media to our original weekly content, to our email list, and straight into our offers whether that's in-person doula support, mother's circles, online courses, workshops, whatever it is. You should always be talking to your future clients and future students. Your messaging should always be geared towards them, to the people who are going to become your clients and your students. And you should always have that very clear path from social media to your original weekly content, to your email list, and into your offers. So now it's time for you to choose. And I don't want you to make this be like the biggest decision of your life, the biggest decision you've ever made. It does not have to be so serious. Instead, I want you to just make a decision in the next week. Think about what platform is the right fit for you. What does your brain say? What does your heart say? What does your soul say? What does your intuition say? And then once you make that decision, I promise you, please trust me, that so many other things are going to fall into place. It is going to be so much easier in terms of growing a business and growing an audience and finding clients, both in-person clients and online. It all is going to start falling into place. 
Once you begin to create this original weekly content and put it out every single week, rain or shine, people are going to start to count on you for that valuable content. They are going to turn to you for your wisdom for years to come. At the beginning of this episode, I promised that I would share the one tool that I use to plan, create, and organize all of my content for the Birthworker podcast and the Birthworker blog. That tool is called Airtable. Airtable is like Google Sheets on steroids, sprinkled with the most amazing, nerdy, geeky fairy dust. If you want to learn more about how I use Airtable in my doula business, and if you want to learn about a dozen other tools that I use behind the scenes to make my life easier, head to the show notes or go to birthburger.com slash tools, and that's where you're going to find a free gift exclusively for you and my other podcast listeners. It's a resource that I put together of all of my favorite business tools, and it's a huge hit with the students inside Birthworker Academy, and so I knew I just had to share it with you too. Again, go to birthworker.com slash tools, and you're going to be able to see all of the systems I use behind the scenes in my business to save time and to make my life easier. I am all about making life easier for me and you so we can spend more time doing what we love. And for me, that means more time hanging out with my daughter. If you're already subscribed to the show, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you more than you know, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit subscribe because in episode six, we have Sapna, the wild homeopath, coming onto the show to talk all about how birth workers can use homeopathy with our clients. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope today was helpful for you and I will see you right back here next week.